Hey everyone, my name is Shivansh and you're listening to Mind Cook Thoughts. I welcome you all listeners on this show where we discuss thought-provoking, valuable ideas and lessons related to life, business and content creation. And if you are a content creator like me who has just started, you might already know that Gary Vee has always been advocating about the power of LinkedIn. He says that organic reach on LinkedIn is amazing. Or if you are a personal brand, then you have to be creating content on LinkedIn. And I myself have never really focused there because first of all, I was never serious about that. And I, I used to think that I'm not into business and my content is more for more suitable for the demographics that is on Instagram than on LinkedIn. But uh, now I'm thinking of putting more content on LinkedIn. And I believe that this podcast will be very valuable for you all because the co-host who is joining us today, Sampark Sasteva, is actually somebody who has over 10 million views on his LinkedIn post. And he was also the winner of the LinkedIn Spotlight 2019, which is an exclusive list of the 14 top content creators on LinkedIn. So uh, I welcome you, Sampak. Thank you so much for taking out time to be on this podcast. And I'm looking forward to have a wonderful podcast episode with you. Thank you, Shivansh. It's a pleasure to be here. You've been very kind to help me with uh, my Instagram journey. So I'm sure I can help you and your uh, followers on their LinkedIn journey as well. So that's something that I can surely help. If you don't know, I, I think like that's a very good beginning point to start with because that is the power of social media. So I will quickly share how we got connected for all the people who don't know. So Samparik posted a LinkedIn post where he asked to his audience that if anybody know somebody who is creating content on Instagram because he was thinking to start creating content on Instagram. So for both of us, it's totally different. I was creating content on Instagram and I was looking forward to start on LinkedIn and uh, vice versa for him. And then Monica, who is a mutual connection, then she tagged me and that is how we got connected. Then we got on a, got on a Skype call, I guess, two weeks ago, where we discussed about the things that can be done on Instagram. And then now when I started creating content on LinkedIn, I thought like it will be the right time to start learning about it from the right person. And that's how this podcast is happening today. Right, Shivansh. So Shivansh, uh, I use this example as the basic objective of a platform like LinkedIn. LinkedIn is all about relationships and networking. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how our story or our uh, interaction happened, our introduction happened. And if anybody is assuming LinkedIn to be anything else rather than a networking or a uh, relationship building platform, I think that's a wrong uh, place to start it altogether. So that's that's the whole objective of LinkedIn, I think. And this example is a good example to start off or kick off this podcast there. Right. So uh, for all the people, like uh, we will be talking about how to grow your personal brand on LinkedIn. That's the topic of today's episode, if you haven't already read the title. So I want to ask Sampark, what do you think, what comes to your mind when somebody says personal brand? If Would you like to define the term for all the listeners and including me? Like so, what is personal uh, brand to you? So, uh, Shivansh, if you ask me, I'll tell you, uh, a lot of us are having corporate jobs. We are employees somewhere. We do our day jobs, etc. And after some years, you start getting known by the designations that you hold. So, so I, I was heading sales sometime back and I, I was called a head sales kind of a position. And a lot of people knew me by that. A lot of people approached me on that. But at the back of the mind, it is, do people know me as Sampark? Tomorrow, if I don't have that brand name behind me, Tomorrow, if I plan to start something of my own and I quit my job and I jump off, will people still give me that importance as Sampark rather than being a head of sales at a, at a company? And, and that's where I, it got me thinking. 
and a lot of people and i speak to a lot of people who've left their jobs tried starting on their own and have had a major roadblock because they've never created that personal brand uh, they have been known by their right. designations they've been known by the positions that they hold in the companies and i think that's where important it's how how important it is to build your personal brand so i want people to know me as sampark and today a lot of people on linkedin know me by my hashtag which is sampark yeah. sampark uh rather than knowing me by the companies that i work for or the designations that i hold so that's yeah. personal branding and and that is crazy because like you have worked in two biggest unicorns of india that is ola and uh is it oyo yes right so, so like i worked with ola and oyo for the last 5 years and i started with asian paints for the first 5 years so all three very very big brands in the country absolutely yeah so and then you say that people know you from that hashtag because then you were providing right. value that was different for all of your professional work aside right. so probably that would be the line that you draw from professional and then personal brand like that is your personal brand absolutely right. so yeah. um i have to ask i know like this is not something that we uh, will be discussing a lot about but sales is something that i'm very passionate about i have done right. my fair share of internships in sales and i'm studying marketing at the moment as well so that's a common passion that we both share so probably right. we'll just like discuss a bit about it because i feel it would be cheating on my part if we let it go here so um for you like what are the skills like if you if you just you know break down sales or marketing what skills that you will say that can be applied in life like how is there any parallel that you can draw from sales and marketing that somebody can use in their life so so if you ask me how how does a sales and a life kind of a combination work it's very similar sales is all about having that perseverance having to face rejection if you if you even if you're supposed to do cold calls you're supposed to go knocking on doors there are people who make you wait there are people who who ignore you and that's the same thing with life there are times where you will get beaten up and you will you will uh, be pushed down etc but somewhere down the line you need to keep that perseverance that no matter how bad today is tomorrow might turn around and from a sales or a cold calling perspective also even if you've been turned away from 20 doors you don't know if the 21st door might be your turning point and that's the same thing with life as well so that's the combination of i think a sales and uh, uh, life i would say and plus it's also about sales is all about input you need to keep putting your hard work you need to Definitely. keep putting your cold calls you need to uh, keep trying till you succeed and that's the same thing with life a lot of people come back and said whatever i try i fail it i do i'm not succeeding and yeah. not achieving success and i think sales for me is exactly life personified so 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 <laughs> i think it's a very very close combination of both nice that's a that's a great perspective um so Do you read books? Like, are you re- into reading books? Is there any sales book that you would recommend people to read? If you talk from a sales perspective, the my favorite book on sales is Snap Selling. That's by Jill Conrad. So Snap Selling, S N A P, Selling. Yeah, and the author is Jill Conrad. Uh, very very practical, very very simple, very very to the point. And I think that's a book that I bought maybe a year and a half back, and I was fairly very very impressed with the kind of content and the the flow of the book. So, awesome yeah. awesome so i will start by asking let's put me as the example so we can contextualize everything so right now i'm just starting to create content on linkedin and my content revolves around life in general it's about public speaking sometimes it's about english tips sometimes it's about facing uh, camera fear so the thought that i had running in back of my mind was that linkedin is older people like linkedin is professional people it is for uh, people who who are doing corporate jobs and what i will be sharing will be 
not very much valuable to those people so that's the reason i didn't start so i want to ask you what's the ecosystem of linkedin like what linkedin will be for a younger person who is starting to create content there and what type of content would you recommend for them to start with so so if you if you ask me what linkedin is all about so while that perception is there that linkedin is a, a older uh, generation kind of a platform and while an instagram is a younger generation i think uh, linkedin becomes very very important when you need to network when you start uh, creating your set of relationships as a youngster when you come onto the platform it gives you a good insight of what a lot of senior people mm. think about what a, a lot of people who achieved a lot in life think about and that gives you an opportunity to connect with them exchange with them and learn from them so i remember and i'll give you an example of how i could connect with a lot of senior people in the organizations as well i remember sharing a quote from one of the books that i had read i tagged the author there and he's a ceo of one of the top 10 organizations in the country and uh, he was very kind enough to respond uh, a few months later he had a, his second book launch coming up uh, he messaged me send me a signed copy of that oh, book wow. as well uh, and then maybe a, another few months later he invited me home for a meal as well and it gave me a good couple of hours to interact with him uh, via him i got introduced to another uh, a chro a head of hr in one of the uh, similar organizations and i reached out to him saying sir i would want to ad- advise on how can i build my career up and he said i i generally drive by your office so why don't we travel back together and uh, we can have a conversation and wow. i got 45 minutes with him uh, another head of marketing of another organization uh, approached me saying that we seem to have a similar passion on linkedin can we collaborate and work together so i think for a person like me who's still i would say fairly young in the workforce with maybe 10 15 years of work ex gets an opportunity to interact with people 25 30 years into the workforce understand their mindset how it works and i think that's for every youngster so people coming in new into the platform in new into the workforce as well i think it gives them a lot of insight into how people hire up work what's their whole dedication Definitely. how do they keep themselves uh, more glued and aligned to their goals as well right yeah. and you know it's like rightly said that people say that look up to the people who are at a better level than you who are more mature than you who have more knowledge than you so like what i could understand from this is like linkedin is that for younger people where we will be getting because if you go on instagram it's majorly the demographics or the influencer that you follow will fall into the same uh, you know age group that is probably 20 to 30 <clears throat> and most of them are creating content about general life and if you talk about linkedin it will be more i believe there it's more value it's more technical know how and tacit knowledge that is being shared so that brings me to the type of content because what i think is to create a personal brand like there are two kind of people who will be on any platform one are the viewers the audience and one are the creators who will be posting something so what do you think should everyone start creating content or are there ways to still create your personal brand without creating content so so if you ask me when you're talking about your personal brand uh and content creation what's the most important part the first part is as similar to instagram is about being consistent right uh, i'm not asking you to be once a day or maybe right. once it is even if it's once a week it's about being consistent okay. second it's about picking up your niche uh you can you can write about here there everywhere but if mm-hmm. you want to be known as a subject matter expert right. i think the most 
different thing is picking uh, talking about your niche now uh, there are people who want to make their uh, want to be known as an expert in maybe sales or marketing so they can write about uh, similar to the content that they want to be known for if you ask me i write about two particular streams of content so right. i write about uh, life positivity happiness as one genre and i write about sales marketing career enhancement as another genre right. so you need to first decide what kind of genre you need to work on secondly what works and what doesn't work mm-hmm. if i go and give pure gyan it may or may not work because then nobody likes that particular gyan what do you mean by but pure gyan if, so if, if i just write moral of the story uh-huh. it may not work okay. but then if i put in a storyline or i put a, a a testimonial or a story format i think that's where that emotional chord touches uh because the moment and again uh if you genuinely creating content for yourself mm-hmm. uh without bothering about the likes the views and the engagement it works oh. but the moment you start talking about your end result in mind will this get likes will this get views at times you your focus changes from the content onto the result mm-hmm. so similar to sales it's all about the input rather than focusing just on the output there uh, so that's there so a story format works or emotional format works so somebody i i i talk to a lot of people and somebody said i am into finance how can i put a story format so guys, rather than saying that this is what the taxation rule is uh-huh. but if you say this is a example of a guy who had issues i came in this is how i helped him and this was the end result it's similar to the infomercials that you see <laughs> late in the night i was this and i was very upset and then this service came in and i i became happy i think that's how the story content creation overall works as well right so yeah and uh, sampak i have to ask you because you have been saying content content but then now i have to contextualize it a bit for the audience so when you say content what type of content are you referring to written a uh, video like what kind of content that you are creating on linkedin that would be my first question and second is that the only way or is that the preferred way of creating content on linkedin the written format again so linkedin again has all the formats of content creation you can write you can share images you can share videos etc uh you have carousel posts similar to how instagram right. also now has so now you need to find what are you comfortable with a lot of people come back and say i'm not very good at written mm. uh, text so it's absolutely okay if you feel you more creative on the image front you can do that if you say that you're more comfortable in front of the camera you can create videos etc that's again something that you can do so so you have all the various formats of content creation somebody still comes back and says that okay i don't create content or i'm not so fascinated by it but i still want to network i think you can still do that because there are a lot of other people who are creating content and relationship building is all about conversations so mm-hmm. even if somebody else is creating content go to their comment box share share your opinion ask questions build conversations i think that's that's very important to build relationships and it's also about reaching people a lot of people on linkedin come back and say i have 10000 connections i have 20000 connections see connections is not being difficult it's it's very easy to add anybody and get accepted how many of those 10000 connections do you actually know Right. how many of those 10000 connections have you actually conversed with so even if you don't create content going into the message box and writing to someone that i loved your posts on xyz team uh i am from a similar background would love to exchange and share notes i think that's a that's a good icebreaker uh it's also about just asking for help uh saying that uh, similar to the way i reached out saying i want to understand instagram is there anybody who right. uh 
use that well and i think that that in itself was a relationship building thing so it's it's i would say when you talk from a linkedin platform is more of a giving platform how many people can you help how many people can you share with how many people can you support a lot of people make this mistake of taking 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 they go to the platform and say can i have a job yeah. uh, can i can I get a sale but again people don't realize relationship building is all about giving it takes time sure. a lot of and i'll tell you where a lot of people make a mistake as well i'm i'm just digressing from the content topic question that you ask but again a lot of people read online and say that um, you should engage on linkedin before you ask for something and they take it very literally so okay. what they do is they go onto the platform 10 days they are they engage very very aggressively and on the 11th day they ask for a job for people like me who are so regular in content creation now i can 95% predict who's going to ask for a job hmm. because suddenly somebody's trying to engage on every comment or post or every comment box of my posts i know the, what this guy is intending to do but then relationship building is a 6 month 10 month 1 year 2 year process it takes time to build relationships and at the end of it is where maybe if you need help the people will be more than happy to help you so sorry to come back to your question you can create whatever content you want even if you're not comfortable with content it's all about building conversations on the platform and uh building those relationships with uh, like minded people i i am sure that you will get a lot of dms like you you're getting a lot of dms on linkedin and then once you get those many dms you, you have this pattern recognition uh you know available to you that you can recognize patterns and then that is what gives you the competitive advantage so after seeing all those messages what way will you recommend people to reach out to people that they want to connect with like what is the right way to do that so, in the so initial phase yeah so unlike a instagram linkedin is a you need to send a connection request and the guy unless so instagram you have a public profile and a private profile right uh, similarly here everything is private so till okay. the time the guy accepts uh, you do not become a connection without being connected you can become a follower so that's okay. an option they follow somebody's content but to become a connection you need to send a invite now the biggest another big mistake that people make is just send the invite there is an option to personalize that invite and right. you should personalize that invite now how does that help two three things first it helps in breaking the monotony somebody gets a lot of invites uh, it it breaks up the monotony on the screen as well and right. it shows that somebody has made an effort to write to you and it's about personalizing that invite so suppose i have read about you somewhere or read some post of yours and i say i loved your posts on this i would love to connect and uh, learn more or sir i read about your thoughts on this topic in the on this article uh, i i was really very very uh, impressed with the overall thing and i would want to connect the moment you put that kind of a introduction first the guy knows why you're trying to connect otherwise right. a lot of time people are uh, a little uh, unsure on why you're trying to connect maybe if i connect he might ask for a job maybe he might ask for a sale maybe so uh, see, so suppose i just want to ask when you say connect uh, is it like because i see that you have more followers and then connection so right. is there a connection limit and after that it's def- like it's automatically followers so so there is a limit of 30000 connections that anybody can have okay so uh, now there are options so by default you see the connect button uh, but there is a hack where you can re- replace that connect button by a default follow button and a connect becomes your secondary option there so, so even when so you are starting out or is it later even on even if you are starting out but starting it does not make too much sense because yeah uh, you, you want to build the connections connections there so if you ask me today i have 
uh, clocking close to forty nine thousand followers. Yeah, uh, and out of which only eight thousand are my connections. Okay, because that's that's the kind of people that I would want to converse with. Okay. The remaining forty one thousand are organic followers that I have who are following me to keep an update of the content that I put out. Okay. Uh, there is a limit of thirty thousand connections that you can have. So a lot of people again, when they go about and saying that I have twenty thousand connections, thirty thousand connections, connections, building connections is not the difficult part. Building yeah. followers is not difficult. True, because then it's one way street, and somebody is voluntarily following you without knowing that you are following them back. So I'm sorry I cut you there. So you were you were sharing about. I don't remember what you were sharing about, but I'm so sorry to cut you off there. No, no, no. So, so that's that's what it is. So you need to focus a lot on building, attaching connections whom you would want to interact with. If you have a lot of connections, and but they are not from a similar genre, they might not be from a similar wavelength. Uh, they are not somebody whom you can learn and exchange notes with. I don't think it makes a long-term sense. What so about to- when somebody is just starting out? Do you still recommend that we kind of filter out even in the beginning? Because I have just started out and and like I'm just creating content and I'm getting all these connection right. requests and I'm like, should should I like should I filter them out to see people who are into the same category or should I just in the beginning, at least add all the connections. And then like, how do you think so that you see, I should take it? Initially, it's also about building your kind of a network because when you are posting your content, you need people to view that, etc. So up till a 500, up to a thousand, I think you can still go about uh, attaching people in similar genres of people who might be consumers of your content. Okay. After that, maybe at a latter stage, so I'll tell you, I started filtering it out after I started hitting 3000, 4000 oh. kind of connection. Because that's where I also realized what kind of people would I want to connect with, right. what kind of people are the right set of people that help in my networking journey. So I think that's that's something that maybe at a little latter stage is where you can start segregating it out. Uh, but you eventually at the end of it, you know there are 30,000 connections that you can right. reach. But if you ask on LinkedIn, yes, that, that thing is there that if your first R is very very critical so if you if you are getting your uh, traction or your engagement in the first hour linkedin starts boosting up as per the algorithm right so sampak i want to ask you like uh, are are there any good timings for for example just share that first hour is important although not as crucial as instagram so are there any ways to look at the insights and in linkedin so, so if you ask me what times generally work as per trends, see, again, it's a very professional platform. Uh, so I would say generally, and again, these are these are absolute trends. Uh, may, sometimes if your content is good enough, there will always be exceptions to it. Right. Uh, generally, weekdays, Monday to Friday, um, morning, maybe a 7.30 to 8.30 before people are traveling to office, not in the lockdown times, but in the normal times. Oh, wow. and, and evenings, early evenings around 5 to 6. So generally people check their LinkedIn while going to office or while coming back from office. So that's just before that is where you, if you post, it works. Uh, weekend generally does not work. So as I understand on Instagram, maybe a Friday, Saturday still works. Yeah. On a link, um, I would say a weekday works more because again, it's a very professional platform. So weekends generally does not work. Uh, late nights does not work. Um, but yes, there are always exceptions to the kind of content. If the content is really, really good, it takes off. Since you write more, so which kind of format do you go to? Do you just write in post or do you use the blogs option that is available on LinkedIn and which one is better if somebody is writing? So I see, so there is an article option there and there's a post option. The post option has a limit of 1300 characters that you can go to. Right. And uh, the, the articles, you can write much longer. Now the difference is when you post, uh, the whole content comes into your feed. But when you are, when you're posting 
articles just the link comes into your feed uh-huh. so while uh, in your posts your views will be much much higher your engagement may not be as high because anybody scrolling through the feed will see the content it will get con- uh, counted as a view he okay. may or may not have read it okay on the article since the link goes into the feed somebody who's genuinely following you, your content will have to click on it go to the uh, po- uh, the article and read it so your engagement will be much much higher uh, but your uh, views might be much lower similar when you talk from a video content kind right. of thing because video you need to actually press the click button and once you've seen for 3 seconds is when it get count- gets counted as a view okay so your uh, views might be much lesser but your engagement might be much much more so if you talk from a image or a text format your good posts decently good posts will get a 1 and 1.5% kind of an engagement your rockstar posts will be 2% plus but if you talk from a video or a article or a carousel post kind of a thing there your engagement if a good post is there would be um, 5 to 6% and a very very good post might hit a 10% kind of a mark of the views like a percentage of the views of the number of yeah percentage of the views i believe engagement getting engagement on linkedin is a little bit tougher than instagram i don't know like it could be just i have just started again it depends on your content okay. and initially when you start off building your content on linkedin i would say do not focus majorly on the engagement part post on quality content because as you go along the the your kind of people start following you they you start get connected with them and the engagement comes because after some time when you're very very consistent in the kind of content that you're putting up people start looking up to you as a subject matter expert right and only then is it when uh, people searching for those keywords etc start locating you or start finding you and so your engagement with time increases so if you ask me initially i would get those three view likes four likes five likes but i knew what i was trying to right. uh, create and that was something that i was enjoying doing so i stuck to it it was never with the intention and me coming coming on to linkedin was never with the intention of becoming what Big i up, yeah. have it was it was always just about putting my views there and uh, with time suddenly start people started seeing that trend in my writing people started seeing the themes the similarity in the themes or the niche that i had picked up right. and i think that's where people have started following so that's building engagement making yourself as a subject matter expert people looking up to you for those uh, niche topics is a longer term process similar to what how you build relationships with. right yeah. so you mentioned about keywords and I, i think it's a good time to talk about hashtags and keywords what are your opinions on that uh, like i know that you have a personal branding uh, some perks or some perk hashtag but like other than that which will be like linkedin uh, or growth mindset all these hashtags do they work and how to like choose them how to find hashtags that can so, be used hashtags again i feel that instagram is a lot about hashtags linkedin may not be as much in terms of when you talk from a hashtag perspective but it is very important okay hashtags tagging people becomes very very important here as well because that's how you get the ripple effect in terms of or the compounding effect in terms of the so network. where do you mean tagging them in in the post like so, so suppose, suppose you you writing about an organization or you if you are writing about your organization that you're working with you need to, you should tag your organization as well because everybody who's followed that company also gets to see a view so if you're talking about your own company product you being an employee and you right. writing about a product or an experience within that organization you should tag the organization as well so that everybody 
who's also following that organization gets to see it. So even though your connections may not be as high, that compounding effect of somebody else's network also pulls it. A lot of people also do is they also tag a lot of bigger influencers. Uh-huh. Um, and they might just put in words like, sir, would love to know your thoughts on this. Now that's kind of a hack because if the guy just even likes your profile, his network starts seeing a post that uh, XYZ has time, liked this yeah. post. And so that's where it gets a ripple effect. So it's a hack that a lot of people starting out do. But uh, you from your do. perspective, what do you think? Is it like a right way to do one? And the people who you tag, how do they feel and react to it? Of course, if you have built that real relationship with them, they might not have the problem in liking them. But like I've seen that myself. And like, for an example, if I write something tomorrow and then I tag you, might be because we have conversed before. So you'll be fine being tagged. But right. for an example, somebody who have not really been uh, interacting with. So what is your views on that? It's not preferable to do that. Okay. But then that's a that's a slight hack that you need to uh, sometimes use to get those kind yeah, of traction yeah. you're talking about. But again, don't overuse it. Or like, exactly. guy also gets twist off there. So yes, uh, if you ask me from a um, more perspective, you should not do it. But the, is that a hack that I tell a lot of people? Yes, I do. So, so a lot of people that I interact with, I said that if you uh, want to tag me, feel free. Now I'll tell you why. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm talking from a pure uh, experience perspective, if you were tagging me and my yeah. audience is that some, a third person is tagging me, it's a marketing for me as well. So I, I, I generally don't mind unless the content is uh, demeaning someone, it's written mm. in a negative connotation, right. it's not something good. So I don't generally mind doing that. Right. Uh, but yes, you shouldn't overdo it. Uh, I, yes, initially did I do it? I did. But then once I started getting the traction on it, I did not. Otherwise, it's it's always okay if you uh, tag your friends, you tag your organization, you tag uh, if you're writing about a product of your own company, tag the senior people in the organization. Because again, that's how you pull that effect onto your content as well. Got it. And then we were talking about the keywords and hashtags in general. So hashtags again, you can use uh, uh, if you if you go about Google searching, you'll find the kind of hashtags that are very popular. Why hashtag becomes very important is. While you are following somebody, uh, you may or may not get that uh, post in your feed because obviously, uh, similar to Instagram, LinkedIn does not uh, show it to the 100% of the audience. But if you're following the person's hashtag, I think the probability of you seeing that guy's content becomes uh, more probable. Uh And similar to Instagram, uh, if if you're using popular hashtags and people are searching for it, I think it also helps there. So hashtags may not be as popular or as on Instagram where you put in 25 to 30 hashtags but yes a five six hashtags are good enough that you should be putting with respect to the kind of content that you are putting right and what is the importance of having a personal personal branding hashtags for for you just like hashtag some perks or some perk and I was listening to this podcast another podcast episode that you were in and where you shared the journey and how did it start so uh, like I like do you want to share that so again uh and again, it's a story of building relationships and having conversations on LinkedIn. I remember a year back was where I posted something on uh, LinkedIn and there was this gentleman who came back and posted that it's time that you start using a hashtags and he, he recommended the hashtag Right. and I genuinely said, I said, I'm not big enough to use it. And then a, somebody, a third person comes into the conversation and says, you're underestimating your power. It's time you start using it. 
and that has stuck there. So the hashtag Sampark Se Sampark came out from the comment section of uh, LinkedIn under my posts. Both those people uh, are very good friends of mine now. We, we are regularly in conversations with, and I had not interacted with either of them uh, before that conversation there. Right. And today, uh, my Instagram handle is Sampark Se Sampark. My TikTok handle is Sampark Se Sampark. Uh, a lot of people know me by Sampark Se Sampark. I remember going into client meetings and this is nothing related to my LinkedIn journey or my personal brand journey. I worked for Oyo. Right. And I remember walking to a corporate client meeting and a VP of one of these companies comes back and says, welcome Sampark Se Sampark. And I was amazed that he, right. he knows by a brand that I created myself uh, for myself on another platform. And I think that's where it counts. And a lot of my clients are following me there. A lot of my peers are following me there. And and even when I am in office or generally when I'm traveling for work prior to the COVID situation, a lot of people would come back and say, Sampark, I've been following your content for a couple of years now. And I have never met those people for wow. ages. Or, or I've never met those people ever. And, and that it always feels good that you've been able to create that brand for yourself. So are there any um, you know suggestions that you would give to somebody? For example, if my my brand is my uncooked thoughts like that is uh, my pen name but somebody who who doesn't really have thought about it so do you think like it's a right way and it is a preferred and suggested way to start thinking about to have some personal uh brand because i've seen a lot of people on linkedin have their own personal hashtag which they even promote in their articles follow this hashtag if you want to keep seeing our article so is this something which is advised see again initially um, you might not get too much traction on yeah, that. Yeah, right. But again, it, it's a lot of time. But then again, like so you started when you didn't have the traction, but it like kind of built on it. Not. So, yeah. Right. So, so I did not ever start with a hashtag. I never had that in mind as well. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I introduced that hashtag maybe almost three years into my journey there. And I think it's, it's caught on after that. So, yes, that's a call that you need to take that from day one, do you want to start building your hashtag? You have a wonderful hashtag, which is already there. You can you can start with that, but uh, that's that's a thought that a person needs to make. That initially, first you need to just start getting yourself oh, visible good. on the yeah. people should start knowing that you exist, and I think then you can slowly put that hashtag right in and uh, start getting traction on that as well. Right. Uh, so some point, like we had talked about a lot of things in this podcast episode and like a lot of uh, valuable nuggets. So for now to end this podcast, like if there is a roadmap, if there is a structured way that you would, let's say, advise me for the next probably 30 days, how would you say that what are the steps like probably uh, that I should take now to get more traction, to get started and to get uh, eyeballs, uh, you know, some eyeballs on me that I'm creating content. Like what would be the roadmap or the structure that you would say for the next 30 days? Okay. So Shivang, this answer to this question will be a fairly long one. And I will want, if you're asking me what to do over the next 30 days, uh, first thing first, you need to go and complete your profile completely. Now, there are three things which are visible on somebody's profile before the guy comes to the profile. That's your name, that's your profile picture, and that's your headline. Now, your headline becomes very, very important because the name, you can't do anything about it. Right. If your photograph <laughs> is professional enough, I think it's good enough. But then avoid cropped photographs, pictures with low resolution, etc. If your profile picture is good enough, I think that's a good step in the right direction. Your headline becomes very important. And you have a good 120, 130 characters to entice the viewer to 
click on your name and come to your profile and your headline is visible everywhere any post that you do any message that you send any uh, search option that you come up in any post that you've done on a group uh, any google search the person does so your headline becomes very very important and i would say that's the most important part so you write it well that entices the person to click and come to your profile now when the person comes to your profile there are various uh, i would say um, parts that he can see a very important thing that people ignore is your cover picture it's right on the top right yeah 80% are on the default cover picture of linkedin which is the blue image yeah and that's a good place for you to customize and give guy a preview of what you are about okay. so that's very very important then and i can go on and on and on about the profile you come down to summary there is enough space to write 12 to 15 lines people write two lines and leave it it's a good space to add context to your story it's a good space to add personality to what you are about it's a good space for people to understand what you are about without even talking to you so i think that's another place which becomes very very important as you go down you have experiences recommendations skills accomplishments ensure every segment of your profile is filled so that's the first step i want everybody to do second what i want everybody to do is start conversing start becoming active on the platform it is not about you've had a session with someone you've heard this podcast and you you get pumped up and you start going to linkedin again the bottom line so and i'll come to the moral of what linkedin is all about you need to start getting active on the platform and i would just finish this answer with one thing linkedin is a long term investment all right it it does not your self brand your personal brand does not get built in a day it's a longer term process building conversations building relationships building a network is a longer term process it's it's similar to a financial investment where you say don't look at it short term look at it long term right there are days you get up and you don't feel like going to office there are days when you get up and don't feel like going to college yet you do because you realize it's your job and you realize that's what it's meant to be in a similar way building a brand is like a job it's a full time job even if you don't feel like it you need to spend 30 minutes 30 to 40 minutes on it every day talking to people so there are days where i have not felt like it but yet every day for the last 4 years i have gone back on that platform and spoken to people day in and day out just the last 3 weeks of this lockdown i have spoken to over 40 people similar to the way i spoke to you i spoke to you about instagram i spoke to you about somebody else who's into social media marketing and how it helps i spoke to someone how to create podcasts i spoke to someone on how do you create online courses now that's the kind of learning that i have been deriving with it and that's again all this is that i found from linkedin so so when you're talking about comment box as well if somebody's posted something and you like it's time that you start giving your opinion about it it's not just about going and giving a thumbs up and writing good post okay. it's about building conversations it's about giving sharing your thoughts it's about sharing your opinions it's about asking questions it's about building conversations so if somebody has written about maybe life in general yeah give your views on it it's it's about building that two way conversation even in the dms that you go to uh when i connect and when a lot of people connect it's a pleasure being connected thanks for the invite hoping all is well at your end it's about breaking the ties it's about sir i loved your thoughts on this post i would love to know your thoughts on xyz again it's about building conversations uh, sir i would and how do you build conversations don't go and say sir i want a job 
But if you say, sir, I would want your advice, I would want your suggestion, I would want your help, I would want you to help me give direction to where I can. I think a lot more people are receptive to that. So if you say, sir, I'm a I'm a pass young pass out or I'm studying, I'm a little confused on which uh, field to take. Can you guide me? Or can is it possible to have a 10-minute or a 15-minute conversation with you where I could understand from you um, where I should go about? See, a lot more people are okay giving help. Okay. A lot more people are okay giving advice. Um, but then if you go and tell somebody, I'm selling this product, will you buy? Obviously, the people will get defensive. If you go to somebody and say, uh, I'm a pass out and I want a job. It's not how it works. Right. It's about... Uh, using subtle words like help, suggestion, advice, etc. And is it the same as in Instagram as well that you, on Instagram, it is said that you hit 50 influencers that you want to do collaboration. And it would be true in LinkedIn as well that you connect to more people. Probably not everyone would reply to your request. And then when you are asking for help, they might, they might have plenty of other requests and they might not just, you know, want to do that. So it's being fine with that as well, that you don't get a, uh, you know, a reply there. So I'll tell you, a lot of people come back and say that, uh, we've been looking for a job. We've written 100 people. Nobody's responded. Guys, it's absolutely okay. It's again, I, I go back to my sales uh, background yeah. <laughs> where I say, no matter how many cold calls you do, these are cold calls. Until the guy is interested in networking with you, you cannot forcefully absolutely. network with someone. So, so write to as many people whom you feel might be your kind of people or whom you would want to network with. If Even if you find that one guy who's ready to come back and... Uh, build that relationship with, I think that's a, that's a victory for you. And again, as I said, it's, it's just about being persevering and sticking on and understanding why you're on the platform. And I think with time, you'll uh, find Absolutely. the right set of people uh, there. Yeah. Absolutely. So Sampak, like there is one problem that I personally face and I want you to like provide some, some guidance for me. So you mentioned about headline. It's a, it's a way that you can entice people in short, uh, like short sentence. So for an example, for me, I, I particularly have thought a lot about it and I couldn't come up with a good headline. So what I have written there is right now marketing student and then content creator. So I can like, because right now I'm just starting out. I don't have much designations. I don't have much experience that I can share there. So what can I write in headlines? See, there are, there are two, three ways of putting headlines. Now, if you're a professional, uh, you can talk about the designations that you hold. What organizations have you worked with? What's your specialization? So, so if you ask me, I have three brands that I have worked with and then it talks about uh, a sales and marketing professional or what kind of sales, so maybe a channel sales or a B2B sales. So you can put in what expertise that you have. Uh, if you're a business owner, you can talk about what business are you into. So you can talk about a, a founder at XYZ. Right. So helping uh, people simplify their digital marketing needs. So if it's a digital marketing agency, right. from a student perspective, as you rightly said, you said student, you said content creator, you can also write what kind of content are you into or what are the other specializations? So something that somebody who's into digital marketing can write a student, digital marketing, SEOM, social media marketing, SEM, etc. Whatever is your specialization, whatever is it that you want people to start knowing you for whatever is it that you want to make your career in is I think you, you put that skill set there. I think slowly and steadily it builds up again, a headline you can change anytime. Yeah. And, um, and you need to just keep polishing it from time to time. So from a student perspective, what are you studying? What are your skills and where you intend to be something that I think you can put it up as a headline. 
Right. Uh, so would there be a dissonance if I if I write marketing student and a content creator and I also have worked uh, like uh, with brands for video editing? I have worked as a video editing freelancer. So do you think like I can put that as well? Because what I thought was it will be too all over the place and it will not really tell that who Shivansh is. So that's the reason I don't have written that. But what do you recommend just to add that? So I would say you have to decide what is it that you want people to know you for. Okay. And if that's something that you they want you want them to know you for, you should put it. Or else, if you, while you do video editing, what's your ultimate aim out of it? Do you want to become a, a I would say, influencer on Instagram? Do you want to uh, be able to create content? Uh, when you're talking about videos, it can also be from a marketing perspective. So you're a marketing student, but then creating videos, creating a creative field, so something like advertisements or advertising or branding. So again, whatever that you're looking for, I think you can use that terminology and video videos becomes a part of that kind of a thing. So even if you're talking about a content creator, aspiring brand branding professional or advertisement advertising professional is something that you can put at so that's, that's, a great, that's a great insight that aspiring like it's not necessary to just write what you are or what skills you have but it, you can also tell that what you aspire what is like something that you're working on so that's that's amazing thank you so much Sampark I think like uh, probably we have covered a lot of great thing about LinkedIn will there be any ending conclusion thoughts that you would like to end this podcast episode with so I've, I've already given my ending uh, a few uh, yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. ago. In general, uh, like not just necessarily for LinkedIn, anything. So yeah. I, I would say that everybody first needs to realize the importance of personal branding. Yeah. Because again, and that's an experience of mine on LinkedIn, that the most people who actually do networking are freelancers and small business owners because True. they realize how important it is. But a lot of people in the corporate world do not realize its importance. I have interacted with so many people and there will be barely any people who are from the corporate world because somewhere they get lost behind the designations and the position that they hold. They do not realize how important it is to have a self-brand or they mistake their self-brand to be their designation. That right, is their yeah. and, and, and the post-COVID and this whole recession thing, you don't know what the end result is. And that's where your personal brand comes in. Point one. Point two, as I had already mentioned, it's a longer term process. It's a mm-hmm. it's a thing of dedication. It's somewhere that you need to give in time. Uh, I and I do a lot of these webinars. I do a lot of these consultations, uh, where I tell people that don't expect that post this consultation talk or post this webinar that tomorrow you go on LinkedIn and you become a rock star. It takes time and it takes a lot of effort. It has taken four years. So it is all those so called series on Netflix and Amazon Prime which I have let go of to give a dedicated focus on this. And I think it's giving me results today. Four years into it is today where I'm getting results where people like you have come back and said that I want you on my podcast. Right. So I think that that's an achievement of me for me. And I think that's, that's the journey that I have covered. And I think that's the learning that everybody else needs to take that it takes time. Enjoy that journey there. So, so Shivansh, anybody who feels that they need help, and I'll be more than happy to help. They can connect with me on uh, LinkedIn or on Instagram. Uh, either of those places. Uh, LinkedIn, why? Uh, when you send an invite, uh, if you send it directly, I might not be able to understand why you're trying to get in touch. So always, please put in a personalized invite. While on Instagram, you can always uh, send a direct DM as well. So they can get in touch with me on either of the platforms and I'll be more than happy to help if somebody needs it. 
Yeah. That's amazing. And I will put your LinkedIn and Instagram bios URL in the description. So you can find that in the description of this podcast episode. With that, I will like to thank Sampark and everyone who has listened to this podcast episode. I personally have made so many notes that I'm going to implement on my uh, LinkedIn now. So thank you so much, Sampark, for taking out your time and being on this podcast. Mm-hmm.